How you doing guys? Scott Jansen here. In today's video, we're going to dive straight into this one. I'm going to take you through a niche analysis. So what I've done is I've found someone's niche online and I'm going to show you what that niche is, guys, and also point out the issues with it, how to make it more clear, how to make it more powerful, how to make it stand out. And ultimately, if you're looking at uh, getting into a new niche, you're looking at reinventing your niche or changing your niche, whatever it is, I really think this niche analysis will help you not make the common mistakes that I see being made all the time by therapists and coaches. Let's go, guys. Let's get into this. Firstly, this is not from one of my students. Uh, what this niche is, like I said, is I found this one online, but it really represents some of the biggest mistakes that therapists and coaches make. Now, I'm going to show you guys what the niche is, and I'm going to take you through what I call the framework. And you can do this for yourself, and I highly recommend you do, to answer all these questions and work out a way to simplify the niche. One of the biggest problems I see with therapists and coaches, the niche is way too confusing, way too broad, way too long too ambiguous, not quantifiable, all the little things I'll show you guys today. So if you want to take the information I give you today and transform your own niche, I'm going to show you how to do it. And it's super, super simple, guys. So here's the niche. All right. So this is as it stands on this person's Facebook uh, banner. This is what it said. I empower individuals to unlock their inner potential, guiding them on a transformative journey towards self-discovery and authenticity. My mission is to provide unwavering support, tools, wisdom, enable them to break free from all limitations, embrace their true selves, and live a life of profound purpose, fulfillment, and lasting happiness. So not a bad niche. It's pretty good. I understand where this person was going, but I also see some of the biggest mistakes most therapists and coaches make. Now, I'm hoping that this person, as the niche stands right now, has massive amounts of success. It's not a, it's not me picking apart and saying you've done it wrong. That's if you are going to watch this or you do manage to find this video and watch it and realize, hey, that's my niche. I wish you all the best of luck, but hopefully you can take away some information from today to transform it and make it a lot better. And for therapists and coaches like you guys can do the same. So niche analysis, let's get into this, guys. Number one. We got to ask yourself, is there any ambiguity? And straight off the bat, yes, there is a ton of ambiguity here. And it will, I'll be able to point those things out as we go through. One of the biggest mistakes I see therapists and coaches doing in their niche statement is, and really their niche statement is like their entire business model is, they talk like a therapist and coach. They're using words like inner potential, transformative journey uh, towards self-discovery and authenticity. Aside from therapists and coaches and people that are interested in personal development, the average person, which I would assume this person is trying to uh, target, I mean, if you're targeting other therapists and coaches, you can get away with this language. But the biggest part of the market is going to be just your everyday Joe Blogs on the street. And Joe Blogs doesn't talk like this. Joe Blogs is not sitting up at nighttime thinking, I need to go on a transformative journey. I need to find self-discovery. I need to find my authenticity. This is not a real pain point. And I can tell straight off the bat, and I'm going to use this just amb um, ambiguous as well, just so that all therapists and coaches make this mistake. When I say all, I would say like 95 to 97% of uh, therapists and coaches are going to make this mistake because I did as well. We talk like therapists and coaches because that's our lingo and we get excited about it. But instead of finding the real pain points, the real things that are keeping our clients up at night, we tend to just put it on people based on our journey and maybe what we've been through or what we've learned. And we tend to say, well, if we're feeling this or we wanted this in our life, that means other people do as well. But just because we describe it that way, guys, doesn't mean your average person on the street does. Now, the second part, my mission is to provide unwavering support. No... Uh, no client who has a massive pain point is worried about support. That might be a side benefit that they want. They're not looking for tools. They're not looking for wisdom. They don't care about this whole thing of breaking free from all limitations. Why? Because they're not thinking in these ways. So straight off the bat, ambiguity, 
Ambiguity really means, guys, is this thing quantifiable? And that's what I'm always asking myself whenever I see a new niche from our students as well. Can this thing be quantified? Can someone reaching inner potential, unlocking their inner potential, can that be quantifiable? Definitely not. Self-discovery and authenticity. This word of authenticity gets thrown around like it's the new latest therapeutic lingo. It's like this whole self-love was a couple of years. Now it's authenticity. Now it's going to be other things that are going to come out every now and then. It's become like the hype game of where this industry sort of goes. And it's not quantifiable. How can someone be a quantify authenticity? How can someone quantify self-discovery? Now, from the point of view of your therapy business or coaching business, this is very, very hard. We all know as therapists and coaches, things have to be quantifiable because we want to be giving our clients a contract. And if the end result is very hard to quantify, which is, I want authenticity, but what does that look like? What does that feel like? How do I know I've got there? If that's very hard for your clients to voice, it's basically going to say you're going to be working with this person forever because there's no end date. There's no end result there. Things have to be quantifiable. If there's any ambiguity in a contract, the person that did not write the contract wins. So they can come back and say, hey, Scott, you told me I was going to get to this authenticity thing. I'm not there yet, even though I know as a therapist or coach, you are there, but I can't argue it because it's, there's, a, there's too much ambiguity in the contract. So if there's any confusion, ambiguity, things aren't clear in the contract, guys, your clients can come back, waver these things and say, no, this hasn't happened. And yes, you probably have to end up giving them a refund. Hopefully that makes sense. So there can't be any ambiguity now. What would you change these words to? I don't know. I'll show you how to do this for yourself, but I'm just pointing out, obviously, straight off the bat, the first issue with this. So is there ambiguity? Absolutely. The length is a big one. I always say this is a bit of a joke, but I think it's true. If you have to take a breath or there's a full stop or too many commas in your niche statement, it is far too long. Let me give you an example. Mine used to be, I help lawyers quit smoking on their lunch break. Is there any ambiguity there? No. Is it too long? Absolutely not. Is there a clear end result? Yes. Can I put that in a contract? Yes. Compared to this, I'm not saying mine was the greatest, but it's straight to the point. And again, as therapists and coach, we tend to over bloat things, put too much of this therapeutic and, and uh, coaching language in it. And we go from something that we have in our mind that we want for our clients to something that's just, just random and generic and things like that. Okay. So the length is far too long, guys. Ideally, the best niche, best niche statement should be just one sentence. You want to point out who you want to work with, which this person's done not too bad. They said, I help individuals, but we can clarify that more. Who you want to target, what their pain is, what the end result is. So person, pain, result, person, pain, result. You want to point out or want to start with the pain first because that's what gets people attention. It's the old psychology trick of move away from pain towards pleasure. Okay, this is far too long. And ultimately, this last part at the end, talking about how you're going to do this is not necessary. Remember, clients don't care about the how, the tools, the support, the wisdom. You can put all that in your contract to show your clients how you're going to support them, but it's not necessary in your niche statement. Now, if I was to take out this bottom part, I'm left with just the top part, and that's a little bit better. It's a little bit shorter, but there's still it's not clarified enough. I don't really know who they're targeting, and I really don't know what this person's pain is or what the end result is. Authenticity, self-discovery, that's not an end result. That's just a concept. And everybody has a different version of this concept, i.e. cannot be quantified, i.e. becomes a very it becomes a contract that's very confusing and ultimate and unfortunate, the uh, therapist or coach is going to lose if this person comes back and says, I want my money back. So ambiguity, length, therapy and coaching lingo, that's pretty obvious. Take that stuff out, guys. 
Go back to speaking like a person before you became a therapist or a coach. The average person on the street is not using words like authenticity, discovery, unlock, inner potential. Therapists and coaches are unlock. I mentioned before, if you're targeting these people, that's fine. But if you're targeting, targeting individuals, the average person on the street, don't talk like you, talk like them. If you talk like a therapist or a coach and your clients are not therapists or coaches, all you're going to do is attract people that talk like you, i.e. people are going to see your content, people are going to see your service, but they don't want it because they're not your clients. Hopefully that makes sense. So example again, lawyers, that's who I was talking to, wanted to quit smoking. That was their pain. They could only do it on their lunch break due to their busy schedules. I hit all of those boxes, hence had a very successful business. And that's ultimately what you're trying to aim for, guys. Okay, take out the therapy and language. Okay, the how doesn't matter, the type of therapy, the wavering, unwavering support, all that sort of stuff. Clients aren't concerned about that. They have their pain. They want their solution. How you do it or the tools you use to do it do not matter. So take that stuff out. So ambiguity, length, therapy and coaching lingo. Number four, biggest one, quantifiable. If you can't quantify in a contract so it's clear enough, so your clients understand it without you having to explain it, if you can't do that, the end result is, uh, is unclear. And like I said, all it takes is for your clients to turn around and say, hey, I didn't get what you promised. I paid all this money. I didn't get the end result. Even though we as therapists and coaches can see they've got this result, but they don't recognize it. Again, they'll win over your contract. Okay, guys? So it has to be quantifiable. Now, people might say, well, Scott, stop smoking is quantifiable. The person gives up smoking. Emotional stuff is just as good, guys. Okay? Now, when you first create your contracts, think of it like this. It's not going to be perfect. Over time, I've seen enough clients, you can make this contract airtight you can keep making it better and better and better some of our most successful students students doing upwards of 30 40 50 grand per month they've changed this end result in their contract so many times to get it tighter and tighter and the way they get the right words or use the right lingo or the right outcome is they're talking to their clients they're having their clients clarify every single thing they want so i'll use this as an example if my client did want authenticity i've got to ask them what does that mean to you how would you know you've got it? How would you know you've had it? What does it feel like? What, what can you see when you have it? I need to know all of these things, guys, because authenticity is just a concept and in a contract, that won't work. I want to create almost like a little tick and flick, almost like a list of things so I can look at it and go, okay, with this is the end result. You want authenticity, but this means this to you. This is how you know you have it. This, 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 and this. Does that look good to your client? Client says, yes. Is there anything else? that you would use to explain authenticity. Well, to have this, this, and this, great. As long as you guys can do that as therapists or coaches, put it in the contract. So when you get to the end of your one session, five sessions, 12 session pack, whatever you're selling, your three-month coaching program, whatever it is, your client can look at it and almost tick those things off to, yes, I got all those things. Hence, I got what I paid for. So quantifiable is huge, guys. If it's not, you're going to struggle, okay? End result. That's really the quantifiable thing. What is the end result? Okay, start with the pain, end result. What is the end result they want, guys? Not what you want for them, not what you've imagined for this person, not what you went through as a therapist or a coach that you want other people to feel as well. No, what do they want? What is it in their words? What is the end? What does it look like to them? And the cool thing about this, it doesn't even have to be something huge, guys. Think therapists and coaches, and I did this as well. I wanted my clients to have this big life transformation journey that they'd be able to explain with, multiple words, multiple senses, feeling, all this sort of stuff. But it could be just something like a client. And I, I know this is not quantifiable. Hopefully you get my point. And so I just want to feel good for once in my life. Okay. Obviously you want to clarify what that means. But my point is it doesn't sound like much to me, 
but don't disregard it. Remember, it's all about your client, okay? So ambiguity, length, therapy, and coaching, quantifiable end result. If you're looking at your niche statement now, how are you going with this? Run this through the analysis as well. Targeting who? Now, this is okay in this instant, but I empower individuals. Now, if you're doing the right marketing for this, I need to know who are these individuals because I want to go target those people thanks to Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups and things like that. All stuff we teach in our 100K coaching program, show you guys how to do this to find your target audience. I doubt there's Facebook groups that has like individual support group. Like that's the name of it where I can find individuals. So individuals, who are they? Now you don't have to go down as, as narrow as like men or women or like men who are six feet tall or married couples. I mean, you can, if you want to, and sometimes it does help, but individuals, who are these people? You can start thinking about a profession. You can start thinking about an individual, like a married individual, a divorced individual, male, female. It could be a type of race or religion that we've seen uh, work very, very well for our students as well. Not too bad in this case, not the worst part of this, but can you quantify that more? Because we need to know who we're going to target with this. Because if I'm just targeting everybody, not everybody wants authenticity. I just still don't even know what it means. And people throw that word at me all the time. It really doesn't mean much. It's just one of those random concepts. But who are these people? And again, to give you an example, I work with lawyers. We've got students that work with uh, males, ones that work with females, ones that work with doctors, others work with children. You can sort of see my point. There's, there's probably hundreds of thousands of different things we can quote as an individual person, but hopefully you see my point, okay? So who are we targeting? Is this clear? Is this researched, okay? That's the ultimate frame with this, guys. I can always tell if there's a lot of ambiguity, if the length is all over the place, therapy and coaching lingo is not quantifiable, no real end result. Who are they targeting? I don't know. Is this being researched by the practitioner, the therapist or a coach? I can see in this one, Probably not. I might be wrong. And this person may have researched this, but I don't think, and I can pretty much guarantee the people they're targeting do not speak like this, guys. So at the end of the day, we've talked about this on niche videos uh, before. You have to research your niche, guys. You don't research it up from here. You don't research it based on what you've been through, what your heart tells you. You don't pick a niche based on what other people tell you or worst off, you don't Pick a niche based on what your mentor or guru has told you. You have to research this stuff. And by researching this stuff, you find real people. So you know who to target. You find real pain using the words that they use, not what you use to describe things, what they use. What are their keywords? They call these hot words. What are they? You start hearing what people want instead. You start understanding the pain that they're in. These people, if you do good enough research, and we show our students how to do this, there's about four to five hours worth of content just on the research phase in a 100K coaching program. I'll show you how in-depth that is to get this thing right. And when you've researched all this stuff, guys, and put all this together, your clients will tell you what they want, what they don't want, what their pain is, and ultimately what they'd pay to overcome this thing. The worst thing we can do as therapists or coach when coming up this stuff, the same thing could be said with marketing, is we start to imagine what people want to talk about. We start to imagine what people's pains are. We start to fantasize these random niches based on what our journey is and what we've been through. And ultimately, if you try and target everybody based on what you want for people, you're going to target absolutely nobody, guys. So that's the niche analysis I always go through. Now, again, I hope this person has all the success in the world, but I hope if they do watch this video, by some chance they do see this, they can take these points and make this thing even better, guys. So lastly, ambiguity, length, lingo, quantifiable, end result, targeting, and be honest with yourself. Have you researched this stuff? 
all of you sort of fantasize and made it up on the spot. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Hopefully that was informative. I'll see you in the next video.